Welcome to The Code, your guide to health and human performance. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room, a performance-based rehab facility here in Denver. On this podcast, we're going to explore the key areas of your life that impact your overall health and wellness, from sleep hygiene and stress management to nutrition, movement, relationships, and more. We bring you conversations with industry experts and top performers to share strategies they have for cracking the code on health and human performance. Now let's get to today's show. What's up, guys? Dr. Andrew Fix back here for another episode on The Code. As I always say, thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this show, for supporting us, for dropping reviews, for all that stuff. Really, really appreciate your time. And um, however you're listening to this, thanks again. I hope that this topic, we're going to get into a little shorter solo topic today. You know, I hope this kind of resonates with you. I hope this is something that you're passionate about. I know I am. I think a lot of the people that listen to this show will agree with a lot of the points here that uh, that I'm going to make. For those of you that might be tuning in for the first time, again, my name is Dr. Andrew Fix. I'm a physical therapist with a practice here in the Denver area called Physio Room. And uh, you probably heard that on the intro, but you know, our focus at Physio Room is all about performance-minded, performance-based rehab. We like to do what we call help people reset, restore, and reload. We're not just trying to get you out of symptoms and pain. We're trying to address why that was there in the first place, and then ultimately get you back to or past the level that you were at before and prevent those things from coming back. So without any further ado, let's kick it off. We're going to talk on this episode about the body, the human body, and about how it is such a gift that we we are blessed with. But along with that comes a great responsibility, right? And I think you can sort of see where I'm going with this just by the way we laid that out. The reason that I'm bringing this up as of the recording of this, it's uh, Monday, March 27th. And last Thursday, so just a half a week ago, I actually had a minimally invasive procedure done called 10X, that's T-E-N-E-X, on my right Achilles. My my right Achilles has been something that people that know me have known that I've been dealing with some issues there for a long time. And uh, despite all of the education and training and whatnot that I have and the rehab that I have attempted to do to it um, or do for it, it has just quite not responded to the conservative management that we would expect. You know, after years of battling this Achilles pain and dealing with something called tendinopathy, which is where you develop scar tissue within your tendon and it causes weakening and damage. And I was having pain with, you know, springy activities, running, jumping, things that I really love to do. You guys can see on prior episodes of this show, there's a lot of running that we talk about. I really enjoy running and working with runners, but it's been limiting me. I have hardly run in the last year and a half since the last half marathon that I did in August of 2021. So I decided to do this 10X procedure where after a lot of numbing and whatnot, the physician that I was working with, he uh, made a very small incision to my Achilles and he worked this tool in there that helps remove the scar tissue. And I'll, I'll save some of the details, getting too gruesome or everything, anything for somebody. But if you have any questions, you want to know more, I'm a science nerd. So please feel free to reach out. I'll tell you all about it. And in addition to that 10X procedure to remove the scar tissue, We also layered in a PRP injection, platelet-rich plasma, and then uh, we found that I also had a tear in my soleus muscle. So we also injected something called PPP, platelet-poor plasma, 
to try and help that tendon and that soleus muscle tissue heal. And um, that's becoming increasingly popular and common PRP and these regenerative style approaches. So that's what I decided to do. The reason I bring that up is because since Thursday, I have been on crutches and in a walking boot. And um, I've been able to put only very minimal pressure down on my right foot, been using the crutches. And, you know, this is like the, what, one, two, sixth kind of procedure that I've had like this in my life. I've been on crutches five other times before, five major surgeries for for hip things, labral tears and um, hip impingement and one one on this same ankle where uh, where I had bone chip removed. And that was from an injury during my senior season of football uh, in college. But what I'm getting at is, you know, the last surgery that I had before this kind of regenerative procedure was uh, in 2015. And from 2012 to 2015, I had those five surgeries in a relatively short time span. And I was just on and off of crutches over and over and over again. You know, I got very used to using them. And I was um, I'm pretty skilled with using crutches as a result of that. But, you know, it's been eight years since that last procedure. And it's been 10 years since the one on my ankle. And since I was in a boot last. And I think it is so easy to take for granted all that we have the capacity to do with our body, right? It is so easy to not think much of it, that you're able to get up and walk from room to room in your house and get up and go for a walk in your neighborhood or hike or bike or run or lift weights or play tennis, golf. I mean, you name it, right? Any any activity. And we know from an evolutionary perspective that doing those things is extremely fun because all you have to do is go to a park and just watch kids with no real plan, just playing, right? Or in the backyard, they're just playing, they're making up games, they're doing whatever, whatever they want to do. And they're using their body, especially for most people, when you're, when you're young, your body is really, really resilient, right? So you have the ability to just continue to play and play and play. And when you get hurt, it's usually not that bad. And if you do sustain an injury, you usually recover from that quite well when you're young. You know, just being back on crutches for the last like four days or so here has reminded me how much of a responsibility it is to take care of ourselves. And, you know, this procedure that I decided to have done was was not necessarily due to a traumatic injury that I sustained on my Achilles tendon. I did not tear my Achilles, though I do have a small tear in my Achilles, where this is what we're trying to heal. I didn't have a rupture of my Achilles, um, like you might see in a in a basketball game or a football game or something. I didn't have to have an Achilles repair. And uh, quite frankly, that was one of the reasons I wanted to do this procedure in the first place was I didn't I don't want to have an Achilles repair if I can help it, because I know those are really challenging procedures. They're challenging to recover from. They're challenging to rehab. And many people are not brought back to like their full level of function, right? It, it's a really kind of limiting thing. And I know many people who have had their Achilles repaired in the past, and they're not necessarily doing very well with that, right? They still have a lot of complications with that Achilles and with their ankle. So yeah, I just wanted to hop on here and talk about like, let's not all forget or take for granted how grateful we should be to have the ability to move and do the things that we can with our bodies. And I would even go as far as to say, if you are not taking advantage of the fact that you're able to do these things, you're really missing out on the point here, right? 
it is so easy in 2023 to be consumed by screens, by phones, by laptops, iPads, you name it, right? Because technology is right there at our fingertips all day long, every single day. And it's so easy to let that distract us from going out and living our life. It is so commonplace here, and I've been guilty of this. Those of you who, who know me from a work capacity, you, you would agree with this. You know, it is so easy to let work get in the way of you doing things for yourself and taking care of your body. Um, it is so easy to just work, work, work from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. And maybe you sprinkle in some other things there, like taking care of your children or, or other big responsibilities that you have. But one other responsibility that we all have and should should really prioritize is the responsibility to take care of the one and only body that we were blessed with, right? However tall, short, large, small you are, it, it doesn't matter. It's the only one that you've got. And yeah, there are procedures where, where we orthopedically will replace joints and more and more technology is becoming available. However, None of those procedures come close to mimicking or really truly replacing the effectiveness that our body has, right? Our joints are better than, than the replaced joints. You know, the way our tendons and everything were, were born and, and built is better than having some sort of procedure to repair that tendon. Things never quite get back to the level that they were or could have been before if only we just take care of ourselves. So, Another reason I bring that up is because not everybody, maybe not everybody listening to this, but definitely not everybody that you know or or out there in the community and in the world has that same fortune that you might listening to this or that I might, right? I've had five surgeries, but I've been blessed to be able to use my body and to move and to exercise and to play for the majority of my life. And I'm going to continue to do that, right? But some people don't have that same opportunity. Some people are, you know, diagnosed with conditions, say multiple sclerosis or some other like neuro type of condition, or maybe things like EDS, Ehlers-Danlos, right? A connective tissue disorder that increases the danger of injuring things if you do too aggressive activity. Or in the case of MS, you know, this is one that hits really close to home for especially my wife. And I, uh, I have a family member that has MS and it's continuing to progress. And then my, who would have been my father-in-law, I never actually met him, but my wife's father passed away from MS and she saw, you know, his activity level and his function, his ability to function continue to steadily decrease throughout her childhood. Right. And she, she always, you know, used to think about like, wow, what her father used to be able to do. And then every year, every couple of years, that activity level just kept going down and down and down until the point where, you know, he was totally unable to do the things that she used to see him do. He was unable to do the things that he wanted to do to be a parent to, to those kids. And sometimes, you know, you, you're dealt a hand that there's only so much you can do with. However, many of us are dealt a hand that is pretty damn good. If only we would just take care of ourselves, right? If only we would just take care of the body and prioritize it like we prioritize our other things in our life, like our work or like our car or our house or whatever. You know, some people take great pride in keeping their car in tip top shape, keeping their car very clean, keeping their yard looking spick and span, right? 
But do we also take that great pride in making sure our body is functioning and looking optimal, right? Are you taking care of your skin? Are you taking care of your your joint health? Are you eating well? All these things. You know, things can change in an instant, right? Things can change. I would say overnight, but but not even overnight. Things can change in one second, right? Obviously, there are many people who get into car accidents. Some come out much in a much better condition than others. Some some don't make it through those car accidents. But sometimes people get seriously injured and their life changes forever based off of that car accident. You know, you may, we live in a place here in Colorado where it's very plausible that, that you might slip and fall on ice and you could injure something. You could break your wrist, you could hit your head and uh, hurt your neck, have a concussion, uh, whatever that might be. And then of course, you know, many people have suffered injuries, right? Whether that's sport related or whether that's something at work, you know, however that might happen, your life can change in an instant. And you can't take for granted all the things that you're able to do now, because there is no guarantee that you're going to be able to do those things tomorrow, or even later tonight, right? And then we have also know exercise, particularly the resistance form, resistance training, is one of, if not the strongest, you know, link to longevity and being able to continue to move and use our body late into our life, later and later into our years, um, however long that we are great fortunate to live. But if we're not doing those things and enjoying those things, because you know, I love going to the gym. I work in a gym, but I still love going to the gym. It is something that I build into almost every single day because I enjoy doing it. I know other people don't necessarily enjoy doing it, but my question then would be, but do you enjoy the fruits of your labor, right? Do you enjoy being able to do the things, live the life that you want to live, spend time with your kids, play, go on trips, go on vacations, climb stairs, hike trails, Do you enjoy being able to get down on the floor and pick something up? Because you can maintain those levels of function and levels of skill through training, right? And that's why you do those things. It's it's not just so I can look a certain way. It's so that I can feel a certain way, so that I can move a certain way, so that I can continue to enjoy doing the things that I love to do as long as I live, right? That's the purpose. And the better we take care of our body, the the better we're going to be able to take advantage of of this awesome gift that we have been provided, right? That you've been been handed. Hey guys, Dr. Andrew Fix from Physio Room here. Thanks again for tuning in to listen to us on the code. Really appreciate your time. And for that, I want to share a special offer from Physio Room extended to you guys. So if you want to have an opportunity to work with us at Physio Room for any fitness performance rehab, pain relief, whatever that might be. When you reach out to us to schedule your appointment in person or virtual, we're going to offer you 20% off for being a code listener. So just be sure to mention that you heard about it on the podcast and we will make sure to extend that offer to you. We look forward to working with you. Thank you so much, guys. Now, we started to talk about like with that comes a great responsibility, right? We all know that there are many foods and things out there that don't serve our bodies well at all you know think about a bag of cheetos for example with the exception of giving you some quick calories that um that you could use to burn energy there's basically not not much other nutritional value that comes out of a bag of cheetos right nor is probably eating anything else that's bright orange and leaves powder all over your hands right there's probably not much value to that 
but in a, in an absolute pinch, say you're in a, I don't know, triathlon or something, and you just need some quick calories and that's the absolute only thing available. Yeah. I guess that's better than bonking out in your race, but from a nutritional standpoint, you know, stay away from the Cheetos. If we focus on our sleep, if we focus on eating a healthful diet, if we focus on moving and exercise and training our body, managing our stress, getting sunlight, like all these things, right? Spending time with loved ones and community, these things will help make for a very, you know, high quality life that hopefully, hopefully is very long lasting because you're doing things that help promote longevity and promote proper function of your body. I'm going to tie this conversation into our current healthcare system here. Okay. So doing all those things that I just said, right? Moving and exercise, sleeping, hopefully seven plus hours a night, eating a healthful diet, probably that's high in protein to support the muscle that you want to maintain throughout your life so that you can move, management of stress, getting sunlight, right? And spending time with, with friends and family, loved ones. All of those things require effort and work, but they're not difficult, right? They're, those are not hard things to do. It's just as easy to eat an apple as it is to eat Oreos. Now, Oreos are much more addictive because they're high, high in processed sugar and processed carbohydrates. But the act of eating, the act of purchasing that from the store, right? That's all the same, right? It's challenging for a lot of people to get adequate sleep. It's challenging for people to find the time to structure in exercise into their day. But doing it is not the challenge, right? It's, it's making the time to do it. I think one of the best things that has come out of COVID in um, these last couple of years is the increase in talking about and the public information about like mental health, right? So managing our stress is what I'm getting at. There are many ways that you can seek out uh, help, right? If you're struggling with stress, you're struggling with anxiety, depression, and you want to manage your mental health better, there are many people out there who can help you, right? Them helping you is not the hard part. It's going and getting it. It's being willing to ask for it. It's making it to the place in your mind that you're ready for, for that assistance or whatever that is. It's taking that first step. That's the hard part. Because hopefully there's this positive snowball effect once you get going that you want to do it. Getting sunlight, right? We have to get out of our house to do these things. And it, none of these things are difficult. But if you do all these things, there's a really good chance that you're going to live an awesome life, right? Your body's going to feel good. Your mind's going to feel good. Notice nowhere in there did I talk about health insurance or going to the doctor or utilizing the hospital or anything like that, right? So to you know, reverse just a little bit on this insurance and medical system and, and the responsibility to take care of ourselves, right? It's your body, it's your responsibility, and it's my body and it's my responsibility to take care. You know, back in the early 1900s, 1910 to 1930 something, maybe up to 1940, that's when some of these first forms of like the United States health insurance medical system, not medical system, but health insurance system started, right? You know, back in that time, a lot of procedures and things were actually taking place in people's homes. Medical technology wasn't nearly as advanced, obviously, as it is now. And we didn't have many of the, the things that we have now. So people weren't utilizing like hospitals and stuff for, for everything, right? They were utilizing them for 
having babies. Maybe that might've even taken place in the home. But the first early forms back in those early 1900s of like health insurance coverage looked like sickness coverage, right? Where you would pay a small amount into a fund so that it could cover you in the event you had to miss work and it was meant to replace your wages so that you weren't losing money, right? And you were able to make up the the missed time at work through that coverage. Workers' compensation, right? Employers were getting coverage so that they were not uh, held on the liability end from accidents or injuries that happened at work. And a lot of the jobs back then, right, were very like manual labor intensive and injuries were quite common. So employers didn't want to be on the hook from a liability standpoint. And they wanted to be able to, you know, have the the employees be covered for that. And then started in Texas, there was this like kind of prepay policy where employees were able to pay into a fund, like pay ahead of time, kind of like an insurance premium to hospitals so that they could sort of pay in advance for using the hospital for births of their children, right? Instead of being stuck with some big bill right at the moment, they were able to pay a little bit ahead of time so that they could have that child and not be stuck with this huge financial burden all in one one lump sum. Which what you can see that I'm getting at here is initially health insurance in the United States was meant to be there for the coverage of major problems, right? Missing work, being sick, getting injured in an accident at work, having children, covering things like I'm injured, I have to have a surgery on my knee or I have to have a surgery on my shoulder or something like that. I'm having a baby, I'm ill, I'm unable to work as a result. These are the things that health insurance is for. And these are the things that it was designed for. And then from that time to now, you know, fast forward, a whole multiple generations, a century, all this stuff, fast forward. Now, a lot of people look at health insurance as like, you know, it's supposed to be for everything. It's supposed to cover every little thing, right? Well, that's just not the way health insurance was was designed to be. And I think this change in our healthcare system, how, how we do want to use healthcare for everything, healthcare insurance for everything, has contributed to the rising costs of healthcare in the United States, the rising costs of every little procedure. I mean, I went back on the coronavirus piece. I mean, two years ago, I went to get a COVID test at an urgent care facility and it cost me $300 for a five minute appointment that I just had my nose swabbed with a Q-tip, $300. Why, why does that cost $300? I don't, I don't understand. I spent five minutes in the office and there were probably 10 other people that came in in the same hour. I mean, think about the cost of that, right? Q-tips and running this test doesn't cost $300. Why with health insurance is, is it costing that? You know, think about your car insurance, right? Your car insurance is there to cover you in the event of an accident. It's there to cover the other person in the event of an accident. It's there to re hopefully replace the costs associated with your vehicle in an accident or, or when something major happens. Your car insurance is not meant to change your oil, to pay for your new wiper blades, to pay for, you know, just routine maintenance on your car, right? That's not what car insurance is for. Car insurance is for accidents and to ensure that you have a vehicle, hopefully to drive if something unfortunate happens to it. That's really the same mindset that our health insurance was supposed to be for, right? Your health insurance is supposed to be there to cover accidents, to cover injuries, to help with the costs associated with having children, 
to cover sickness and time off of work, not to just take care of yourself, not for routine preventative management of your body. That is your responsibility, right? And I know I sound like I'm getting on a little rant here, but you know, I think when insurance companies in this this country changed to being for profit entities. That's when a lot of these things started to change, right? When the financial impact and burden of health insurance and medical costs started to change. And a lot of times now you look at people, if they're not associated with a large organization, they are really in a bind when it comes to healthcare costs because they pay a ton for their health coverage and their health coverage doesn't pay a ton for for their care, right? They have these high deductibles that they're still paying high premiums for. If you are one of these people that is trying to take care of yourself, you often don't meet those things anyway. So any any healthcare that you have, you're paying for out of your pocket. But in terms of like taking care of your body, routine healthcare, getting regular labs, like all this stuff, just to make sure that you are functioning optimally and you're taking care of yourself, that's not what health insurance was was uh, initially for, right? That's not what it was intended for. And I believe that that is the way that it should be. I believe that we should shoulder the burden of taking care of our health and being healthy. And when you have one of those unfortunate situations happen where you are injured, you're sick, you're in a car accident, you are met with a diagnosis that is progressive in nature, like multiple sclerosis, something like that. That's what your health insurance is there for, to try and assist you in that in that process. But you know, your health insurance can't make you eat better make you get eight hours of sleep a night, help you manage your stress, make you go to the gym or or exercise in some capacity. Your health insurance can't do any of the things for you that truly make you healthy. So I just want to leave you guys with this. Like every single day when you wake up, when you rest your head down at night, think about and be grateful for the gift that you were given with the body that you have, however that is, right? Because you probably know somebody who is less fortunate from you in the sense of like what they are capable of doing, what they're physically and functionally capable of doing. So be grateful for that. And don't take it for granted because it can change in an instant, right? Last Thursday morning, I walked into the doctor's office for this procedure. Now that I chose to do, right? This was all voluntary. But I walked into the procedure. And I crutched out with a boot on my foot. And over the last few days, my ankle has been super swollen. You know, I've been laying with it elevated. I've been doing some light rehab to it as much as I can. But things change in an instant, right? We have a great responsibility to take care of our body. And it's nobody's responsibility except for your own. The only time that that probably changes, right, is if it's a parent's responsibility to to care for their child and to to watch their children grow up, hopefully in a health, healthy manner. And, and then on the other side of life too, sometimes it is a child's responsibility maybe to assist with the care and the uh, function of their, their adult, their, uh, their parent, their older adult that they're living with or assisting, right? When, when we physically can't do it anymore or we're too young to be able to do it because we don't know when we're a, ch- a child, right? But in the majority of our life, it is our responsibility and our responsibility alone to take care of ourselves. It's not your friends. It's not your spouses. It's yours. And, um, you know, whether you're functioning really well, whether you are dealing with something, I hope, you know, I hope this comes across positively to you. 
I really appreciate you guys listening and tuning into this show. You know, if you have questions about other topics, if you have ideas that you want explored in further detail on this podcast, please let me know. I'd love to do an episode um, or get an expert in here for an interview on those things. And um, just really appreciate you guys' time tuning into this. Please go leave us a review. We do have that goal of getting to 200 five-star reviews on the Code Podcast. And for all of you that listen, we'll catch you next time. Have a great day.